Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a, a thing called DDP yoga. It's Nacho Mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Cutter! took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP Yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP Yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, 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 hello, my friends, and welcome to a brand new episode of DDP Radio live right here at ddpradio.com. Um, I'd like to apologize. First of all, I just snarfled and then coughed and cleared my throat. I thought I was on a mute button. Um, my, my snarfles and my throat clearing and all that stuff is not part of the intro for DDP radio. And I apologize for anyone who was grossed out and immediately shut off the throw, the, the show after, uh, I just coughed mucus all over the place. But anyway, <laughs> welcome to a brand new episode of DDP radio live right here at ddpradio.com as always. My name is Michael D. Mullins, and I am broadcasting live from the DDP Radio Megaplex right here in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And per usual, I take my Rolls Royce and I pull it in to the VIP parking spot. I have my personal butler open the door, roll out the red carpet, and I walk into the building. The DDP Radio Megaplex security tips their hat. They all grabbed my jacket. They asked, Mr. Mullins, are you having a lovely day? And I said, damn, I'm having a lovely day because today's DDP Radio Day. And I get into the elevator, and I go up, ka-tink, 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 floor after floor, to the top of the penthouse suite. And I wander down the ancient hallway, taking the stairs only one at a time. And then I climb to the rooftop, and I climb up to the top of the roof and rung by rung by rung. I climb for you people, for the DDP radio listeners, and I look to the great white north, and above the clouds is a bright light shining from the mountain on top of the mountain on top of the mountain on top of Mount Ontario, and that light is a cabin, and in that cabin is Crystal, and she takes the light, reflects it back, bam, off the tower and into the DDP radio music uh, universe, and that's how this show is created without any further ado crystal how are you (laughs) apparently i'm slumming it you and your rolls royce good lord well i yeah i love how in this made-up story i'm broadcasting live from the penthouse suite of a downtown raleigh the skyscraper and and you're on a cabin (laughs) on the top of the top of a fake mountain that we made up on the intro to the show so hey (laughs) I'm, I was telling the story. I'm making myself the hero and the rest of y'all zero. <laughs> right. I need a creative upgrade, just saying. 
well, I did say that you've got the cabin on top of the mountain. That's a hell of a view. True, and it's snowing, so. <laughs> Oh, well, well, here's, here you go. Here's, here's my gift to you. In my creative DDP radio made up fan fiction fantasy universe, there's no snow and it's sunny right now for you. How's that? All right. Well, (laughs) as usual, we have another amazing show for you and you know, you keep bringing us these guests and every time they're just home run guests, amazing stories. And I know for a fact, tonight's going to be another amazing story. You want to know how I know that? Because we have had this person on before, and he was an amazing (laughs) guest. And every time we do a follow-up story, it means that we were impressed with your appearance on the show. We're glad you you came in and told your story. We want to follow it and find out more. So uh, without any further ado, Crystal, I know you worked very, very hard booking all of these guests and booking and setting up everything for DDP Radio and bringing us the best of the best. So it was what I need for you to do is introduce our uh, follow-up guest for today, and uh, sure. let's get this show on the road. Okie dokie, in my not Rolls Royce. Um, <laughs> tonight, we welcome back Path Warrior in Ken Dewars. Um I'm reminded every time I see his story, like every time, and I see a lot of stories um, of what is possible, and if you simply just decide to make the change, I think that's the biggest thing is you know just making the change and sticking with it or deciding to anyway. Um, as important as losses are in any weight loss journey, um, you gain a lot too. Um, more importantly, you prove to yourself that you can make the significant changes and the currency is not giving up. That's always the currency that is not um, exchangeable. You can't give up. I'm so excited to welcome back Ken to the show and can't wait to hear his amazing progress from the last time we talked. Please welcome my friend, Ken Dewars. Hi, how you guys doing? Hi, Ken. Hey, how are you, man? Hey, Good. I'm doing great. How are you guys doing tonight? Thank you for having me back. Oh. Awesome. Oh, no problem. Glad to have you back. Glad to get an update. And uh, uh, really happy you took the time to, to hang with us today, man. Oh, I, I appreciate you guys, you know, hey, giving me the chance to talk to you. I, I, I loved it so much the last time, you know, and... Uh, I'm, I know it's going to be another great show. You know, I, I'm looking forward to, to doing, telling you guys, <laughs> talking to you guys some more. So. <laughs> oh, well, well, we appreciate it. And for those of you who listening, who listening now, who uh, didn't get a chance to hear Ken's full story, um, make sure you go back into the archives and, and look up this show with yeah. Ken Doers, D-O-E-R-S, and, and get the full backstory. But for those tuning in for the first time, just to kind of set us up with some context can you give us a short little overview of, of where you came from and how you got here and, and what was your first initial plunge into DDPY uh, like? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the, I, I remember that, that very that first day so well. Um, at that time, I was just immensely huge. I was, you know, around 540 pounds. Um, I couldn't walk very well. I had to have a cane to walk with. And the morning that I 
flipped the switch. I couldn't get out of bed. Uh, I had trouble getting out of bed. Uh, I was in so much pain. My poor dog had to go outside. She's sitting there clicking away at the front door, and I couldn't. I just could not get out of bed. And when I finally was able to roll myself out and put my feet on the floor, I had been in so much pain. I, I just, I just wanted to start swearing and screaming and everything else. And so I'm taking baby steps to my cane to get to the front door, get my dog outside, so she can thankfully didn't make a mess in the house. She, she got her got outside. I'm getting beyond angry with what I did to myself. And so I let her back in, and I make the long trek of about uh, 10, 12 feet back to my bedroom. Uh, yeah, and it was long. Uh, <laughs> it, it felt long. Uh, but I, I got back in, and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this anymore. And I, I'm just so beyond angry with myself, angry at everybody around me. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I, I was just angry. I'm sitting there, and I see these bottle of pills. And I'm thinking, you know what? I, I said this pressure. God, you've got to show me something by the end of the day or at the end of the night. I'm taking that bottle, and I'm done. I, I can't do it no more. I can't live like this no more. And shortly afterwards, a friend of mine posted Vance Hines' story on Facebook. It, it was just it was very shortly right after, right after I did it, said that. And... Uh, yeah, I, I started watching. I got frustrated at first because, you know, Vance started off doing just walking. And I'm like, well, shit, I can't even walk to the front steps, front, front door. You know, how am I going to pull this off, right? But I decided to watch a little farther, and that's when Diamond Dallas Page came up. I was like, okay, I, I know who that guy is. Uh, you know, I, I know I, I know of him. And he's, he was talking about uh, DDP yoga. I'm like, oh, okay. So now a light bulb goes off my head. So I finished watching the rest of the video. And then I decided I'm going to do some research on this. And so I spent a couple hours researching on this because I was very interested. But I also wanted to make sure that this was not going to hurt my knees anymore or hurt any, any part of my body anymore than what it, you know, I already was in. You know, I didn't want to make things worse. And eventually I saw a video where you were able to start off in your bed and how it was no, there was no pressure on your joints. Mm-hmm. And right at that time, I signed up. Got the week trial, uh, and I, I tell you, I noticed the difference right after the first workout. Uh, just after the first bench flex, I can I can feel it uh, in my hips, and I was like, you know what? I can make this work. I can do this. And uh, yeah, it's <laughs> you know it was off to the races from there. Wow. Ken, mm. could you do me? Sorry, Ken, could you do me a favor and just tell everybody how much weight you've lost? I have now, uh, the last time I weighed in was last week, uh, I have lost 301 pounds. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> that is so, I mean, I, I was looking at, uh, Crystal always sends me like some notes and stuff before um, every show, and I'm looking at your uh, your weight loss, and it's it's just, it's mind-blowing. These are the yeah, kind I... of like results that they put on tv like you the ones that you look at like on a reality show and you're like oh that can't really happen but you didn't need all of that you you did it yourself and that's incredible man yeah it's (laughs) there was a lot of ups and downs during this uh but i tell you what it's you know it's all it was all learning the the whole thing has been a great learning experience for myself uh and to be able to know what i got inside of me what i can do uh you know, and what, you know, and how bad I want this, 
you know, and that's, that's kind of like my uh, model for myself is how bad do you want this? And, you know, I want this pretty damn bad, you know, to get to where I'm at. So, and I think out of all the people that I read about or research or have the pleasure of talking to, I think you're the one that stands out the most to me currently that um, you decided a long time ago to not commit to being stuck. And I yeah. love that. Yeah, I love that. And look what you've done. I mean, you're one of my favorite people in the planet. And I mean, it's just, wow. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, there was some, there, there was some ups, ups and downs to it. You know, I mean, uh, there was, there were some struggles and there was, uh, and I, I did slip back a little bit, but, uh, you know, you just can't, uh, you, you know, you just someday, you know, when you slip back a little bit, you just got to click and turn that light switch back on and get right back to it again, you know, and that's, oh, <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's no, I, I, you know, I, I, I wanted it. I want this. Uh, I, I get what you're saying, man. And, you know, the culture we live in, the world we live in is so fixated on happy ending where I, you know, the story had a happy ending and I always feel that that fell a little short of reality and not to say that people can't, you know, I always, I always reference this, you know, Rocky Balboa overcame a bunch of odds, you know, went in the mountains of Russia and the snow trained for months. And at the end he beat Ivan Drago, but you know what? Yeah. The next day he probably flew back home, got yelled at by his wife, had to take the trash out, <laughs> probably <laughs> scraped his knee trying to shovel the driveway. Like, the shit doesn't stop once you, you hit, like, you know, your goal. And I think that exactly. we kind of sell people on that finish line mentality. And I think that hurts people in the long run because when, when, you, when you get better or when you heal yourself or when you reach that milestone, you feel like you should all have it figured out and everything should just be on cruise control. And it's not the case. And I have a lot of people, myself included, have gotten to that point and – when things start to get, you know, struggle, you feel like it's just unraveled you and all the, the positive changes you made because we don't look at it in the terms of day to day. We look at it like I got where I wanted to be. I should be just be here now. Yeah. Well, you know, and that kind of happened to me last year too. Um, you know, I, last year I was, I was, I was still on a pretty good roll. I was uh, down to between 310 and 320 but last year when I had started having troubles with my knee, uh, you know, and I was having trouble walking on my right knee. And so I made an appointment with my doctor. Well, the week of my doctor appointment, I started getting dizzy spells to the point where I could, oh. I would almost black out where I, I'd have to sit down. And uh, I, I went to my doctor's appointment for my knee. And then at the last second, I thought, you know, what, I'm going to mention these dizzy spells. And it was a good thing I did because they later with all the tests, they found out that there was problems with my heart. Oh. And it, that could have had a that could have had a pretty bad ending there. <laughs> wow. And it, it, things didn't get better after that because I slipped into a depression. Uh, I was, you know, uh, they put a heart rate monitor on me for 30 days, and Ooh. they said, okay, you know, try doing things uh, normally, you know. And I did. Uh, I tried to work out, and they were like, okay, you know, your heart rate's too high, stop. And I remember I was like, you know, a couple of days after that, I was told to stop. I was like, well, screw this, I'm going to do energy at least. 
And I looked at the heart rate monitor after I was done, and my heart was over heart rate was over two hundred. I called the next day and they said, "Stop it." <laughs> and so a couple of days later, I'm thinking, "Well, you know what? At least do a breathing exercise." And I did not realize, but my heart rate got to one hundred and fifty when I was doing the breathing exercise. Got a call again wow. the next day. Stop it. Stop it. So I stopped. And then I started sinking. I started sinking into a depression. I started sinking into a dark place. Uh, and and uh, I was like, you know what? Screw this. I, I went to Taco Bell uh, one morning. And I thought, okay, you know, what's one burrito going to hurt me, right? Well, you know, <laughs> that one burrito always turns into two the next week. And then, like, two or three days later, it's going to turn into, like, a two burritos of taco and some Cinnabons. And then next thing you know, the week later, you're getting a 12-pack of tacos, and then next thing you know, every day you're going there for breakfast or you're going there for lunch, and it caught up to me. And so uh, I, I went back from, like, 310, 320, and I bumped myself back up to almost uh, 370 pounds, uh, 369 to be exact. And I remember when my doctor got a hold of me, uh, actually, I had an appointment, and then she got a hold of me, my heart doctor, and said, you know what? You got to get back into doing. You got to get back into losing weight. He was. I want you to join a gym. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I'm like, well, screw that. I'm not joining no gym. I'm going. I'm doing DDP yoga again. <laughs> and so I uh, put up my mat. And this was in the first part of December. Now I put my mat out. I do the DDPY stretch because you know I wanted to kind of get back into it. You know I did that for a couple of days, and then my sciatica caught up oh. me. And for that month, for the month of December, oh, my God, that was just a nightmare. Uh, I was in so much pain. I wasn't sleeping. I had my mom bring me down to a chiropractor who told me to do uh, 10 cobras four times a day. And he said, that will help start alleviating some pressure. And so I'm sitting there doing these cobras on my bed uh, because I can't get to the floor. But I'm able to start walking around the house a little bit better. And then by the end of January, or not the end of December, the beginning of January, I was back to normal. And so I got back and I started hitting the mat again. And uh, yeah, I was about 369 at the time. You know, I, 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 I got back up. And I know during that time, I know that the food had to go. And I, I was actually starting to get strict with myself during, throughout December. You know, I wouldn't even accept uh, Christmas cookies from friends. But uh, <laughs> I know some people weren't too happy about it, but I didn't care because I didn't want the temptation there. So uh, when, when January rolled around, I said, okay, you know what? I want to take my food and my eating and everything else to another level with the workouts. So I... You know, I was looking at the DDPY plan. I was looking at other things. And then I found on YouTube this doctor who is that, who actually happens to be in Smyrna himself, uh, Dr. Stan Eckberg. And I started watching videos about foods and especially fasting. And that fasting really got me. That, that actually fascinated me where I was watching uh, anywhere from an hour, hour and a half to two hours a night just on fasting videos that he put out. And I'd watch some of the same stuff over again. And I'd watch new stuff. And I would... I was just really just studying fasting, and then I got right into fasting, which was, oh, which was a game changer for me. Not just not just you know the working out's great, you know, but you you got to take care of your food too. That that's very important, uh, especially when you're trying to lose weight. And 
So I'm starting off with 16-hour fasts, and I'm eating a lot of protein and broccoli. And that was pretty much about it. And then eventually I would graduate from 18 hours to 20 hours to where I would do 24-hour day fasting uh, or one meal a day. And every now and then I'll test myself with a three-day fast. You know, and I know some people don't like that, but, you know, there's a lot more benefits there are to doing a three-day fast once every six months to a year than there are not to do it. Uh, to me, it was just uh, that, that that was really what helped get me back right back on track was uh, uh, getting cleared from, you know, because that, 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 that just flipped the switch in me. And then in the setting of the fasting, the foods, uh, that was that was a big, big game changer. And I and the weight just started melting off again. You know, I I went from uh, 369 to uh, about 300, I'd say, in May, in the middle of May. And, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's impressive, man. And I got to commend you, too, because, you know, you're not the only person that's fallen off. We've talked to so many people here on the uh, on the show that, you know, have those falling off moments. But the fact that, you know, you didn't go in denial about it, you realized that, you know, what you were doing to yourself, you realized that things were starting, starting to slip, and you had the wherewithal to be aware of it and, and make changes in that moment before things got out of control. And that's a really hard thing to do. When you're coasting on, on DDPY and healthy and eating and stuff, it kind of, it, you know, it, it becomes a routine. But when things start going the other way, it's really rare and hard for people to just find awareness in that moment and realize I got to do something to put the brakes on this and flip it back around. And I need to find out what that something is. So good on you, man, for, for having the awareness. Yeah. And I tell you, it is so easy to slip. It is so easy to fall backwards. Uh, You know, uh, in March of this, in March of this year, I remember I I went on a road trip to get, you know, I I used to go out of town to get all my meat and bring it back. And I remember I stopped at this one place. I was going to get some bananas because I like to incorporate bananas into my diet as well. I couldn't find the bananas, but I found a donut. (laughs) I remember I was like, you know, what's one donut going to hurt me? So I remember I, I bought the donut. And before I even got out of the parking lot, I had that down, and I was sick. And I was, I was like, okay, you know what? No more donuts. For, so for the hour, for an hour ride trip back, about 45 minutes, I was sick, wanting to get out and puke. And I was like, okay, you know what? You learned your lesson. <laughs> no donuts. <laughs> have you had any since? Uh, no. No, no, I have not. Let <laughs> <laughs> them learn. <laughs> you know, exactly. w- w- when you have all that weight to lose and, and you've been, you know, in the 500-pound area and you get down, you've lost so much weight, people, when you start to struggle, people will say to you, why did you let yourself do that? You were doing so well. Why, how could you do that? How would you, why would you want to go the other way? And a lot of people don't understand the mentality of the, the slip, the fall, and okay. the, just the thinking that comes with that. Now, see, that, that didn't happen to me. That, that did not happen. What I had people telling me was like, okay, you know what? Uh, you know, it's, it's like that be kind to yourself. You know, you got to be kind to yourself. And then people were like, okay, you got you know, to be kind to yourself. You know, you can get back onto it. You know, just, you know. But the one thing I learned with myself is if you're too kind to yourself, you're just going to let yourself keep slipping. Sometimes you've got to mm-hmm. give yourself a good kick mm-hmm. in the pants and say, you know what? Quit screwing around. Get back to what you were doing. That's right, and you know, uh, you know, uh, and uh, and that's and that's what you that's what you got to do. Uh, you know, I had a lot of people 
when I was going through this, reached out to me too. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of good people in the community that really, really helped me out during that time. Others, I probably would have slipped a lot farther than what I did. And, but, yeah, but none of them, none of them were like, like, you know, telling me that I had to be too kind to myself or anything like that. There's like, well, you know what, uh, you know, when you're ready, you know, jump back in and, uh, you know, and, and I had, I had uh, several instructors help me out, you know, when I first started the heart problems and when they wanted me to slow down and before they took me off of everything, I had, uh, Sarah Fortune was a huge help for me during that time. Uh, Travis Mahaffey was as well. Uh, Beverly Boma, uh, you know, those three really came through. And I remember I would get people checking in on me because I wasn't, you know, really, you know, because, well, if you follow my Facebook page, you know, I put out my workouts every day. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't doing it. And so I was getting, you know, I uh, I remember Murph, uh, you, you guys had him a couple weeks or, a couple, you know, not too long ago. He, you know, he reached out to me. Um, Brian Jones reached out. To me. I, there was a lot of people that reached out to me and just checked to make sure I was okay. Uh, I, I wasn't, but, <laughs> you know, sometimes you just try to put that brave face on and you do your best. Absolutely. You know, but I, I just could not... You know, I, you know, there are times when you, when you can be kind to yourself, when you, when you have to be kind to yourself, but then there's times you got to kick yourself in the ass and say, you know what, you screwed around too much. You got to get back and, and start getting, getting back into what you were doing. You know, what, what made you get to where you were before all this? And you know, it is, it is so easy to fall and slip. You know, there's just so many pitfalls and traps. But you I know, mean, I... uh, you, you, you can ahead, get past. I'm sorry. You can get you can get past it. Uh, that's you know. I mean, we everybody goes through this. It's, it's how you want to deal with it. You know, it, it's all on how you want to handle it. I think it's hard when you convince yourself that you can just do something once. I'll just yeah. have one bite, or I'll just go. I'll I'll just go here once, or I'll just have one drink. Um, yeah. I I don't do well with that. I have had to go like hardcore not having it. Period. End of story. Yeah. And that's what works for me. But I find if I give myself an inch, I'll take a mile. Exactly. That's yep. exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I when uh, when Dallas came up to my neck of the woods there, uh, I remember. I going to see him and I was doing a fast <laughs> and for me, for me to get to, to see Dallas, that was about a three plus hour drive for me. I, and I didn't eat nothing. And, uh, I, you know, and by the time I got to where he was going to be at there, I still had like an hour. And I was like, okay, you know, what? I'm a little hungry. So I decided to go to get something to eat. And I went to Subway and I said, I want a vegetarian sub with no bread. <laughs> <laughs> I want right. to put it in a bowl or something, you know, and uh, that's that's what I'll have. <laughs> They're like, you want any dressing? No dressing, and I'll take a bottle of water. <laughs> yep, yep. Because I do, if I, you know, eat the bread and there's the cookies right there, no, you, you can't do that. Can't do that. You know, if, if you know, if, if there's somebody who can handle that and do that once in a while, you know, more power to them, good for you. I, I'm not one of them. I'm not yep. one of those people. I'm not one either. Yeah. Well, it's it's the parallels of addiction and food and all that stuff. You know, they they always talked about the the drug addiction and alcoholism and food being, you know, it, it kind of ticks off the same receptors. And that's 
you know, that's the alcoholic's curse is like, oh, I can just have one. Uh, you know, that never turns out well. And no. once you start getting, you know, you could be eating great every day for years and years and years. But as soon as you start incorporating that stuff back into your lifestyle, it really does just think it's hooks into you again. And it becomes a real challenge to find out who I even was before. You know, I've been that before mm-hmm. and I'm like, I've done, it's happened to me several times before where I, I get on that kick of just going down a bad path with food and then I forget how I even ate well before. I forget who I was and how I existed on that healthy lifestyle because you're convinced yourself, I need this and this is my drug. This is what makes me comfortable and happy. But at the same time, it's done everything possible to make me uncomfortable and unhappy. It's a weird di- dynamic. You know, I, I was actually thinking of something similar to that just the other day, too. Uh, it, it just kind of was like almost like an epiphany. Um, you know, um, when – our lives are so centered around food. Like, you know, when we're so depressed, you know, we'll get like a pizza or some donuts or cookies or whatever, and that'll cheer us up. But then, you know, when it's time to celebrate or have something good, well, let's get some pizza, <laughs> some cookies, uh, all this other stuff. And yeah, it, it really, it really does sink its teeth and, you know, it really sinks itself right into you. And, uh, you know, we, cause we've incorporated it into almost every facet of our lives. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, they, they say that people are emotional eaters, and I was the best emotional eater because I ate yeah. every emotion, happiness, sadness, anger, depression, joy, elation, euphoria, all of them. I ate for all of them. I was the only, every emotion I could possibly, buy, you know, I could exploit. I'm, I'm buying a pizza. <laughs> That's where I was at. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, hey, I had you pizza to, to celebrate, a pizza to mourn. To <laughs> You did not need a good excuse to buy a pizza. The sun came out today. Hey, that's great. Let's go get a pizza, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. And, and you know, the pizza's always open late, too. I remember, like, I was on, like, a, yeah. I think I put my Domino's driver through college, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. But, you know, it's but it goes for that mentality of, like, you know, if, you, if you're in that in that place – you don't. I mean, you don't need to look far to find an excuse to, to indulge in your in your drug of choice for mind me pizza. Yeah. You know, and your mind is able to rationalize anything in the moment. And I think that's a very hard barrier to get over when you're in that state. Is to be able to, you know, I always I can trick myself better than anyone. I always say that, but you are able to kind of put the brakes on it, and that that's a real self aware uh, thing to do and a real. Uh, it's not as easy as people think it is. But once you get turned around and started, you know, reeling things in a little bit, it does get easier and it does get better. And obviously you're a, you know, you can attest to that because you're, you're one of those people who turns it around and are still fighting the good fight. Yeah, I'm trying, you know, uh, and I'm, and I am bound determined. I am going to succeed at this. I, you know, uh, I am going to have a healthy rest of my life. Uh, you know, when I, I go see my heart doctor again here, and they, they can fix me up uh, without, you know, without anything too complicated. So, and I know once that's taken care of, I know I will have a very healthy rest of my life. Yay. So that I'm, makes I'm, me you know, happy. You know, I'm, there's some things I'm always the most confident about, but that, that's one thing I think I am very, very confident about, as I know I will have a very, very healthy rest of my life after 
this heart stuff is all taken care of. And so, well, well done. And, and that must be difficult too. You know, you were told stop doing DDPY for now while we figure out your heart stuff. And then, you know, DDPY and eating healthy, that was the thing that saved your life. And now they're telling yeah. you, no, you can't do that at this moment. That must be a pretty scary thing for you to know that the one thing that saved me is the one thing I can't access right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it does, it's a, you know, and it does put you in a kind of a, a, a funk and a depression and where, you know, you're not looking at things the way you should be, you know, and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just sneaking off Taco Bell and, you know, like I said, and like, like we were just saying, you know, I think in age, just, just one. Yeah. It's never, it's never just one. Never. And so, and I mean, I think that's really important what you just brought, what you just mentioned, Ken. Convenience is not meant to be good for you entirely. No. 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 I mean, no, not it, it always goes to prove that your best person who knows all of this stuff is you. You know what's good for you. Yeah. You know what feels good, you know, and I mean, I think that's part of the journey that a lot of people don't recognize or vocalize is that, you know, I've done some really bad things. And now that I have made all these changes and made, you know, eating the right food and, you know, drinking all the water and just doing everything and changing your mindset um, it's a slippery slope. It only takes just a little bit of a bump, and wow, things can go south. But this is important with who you surround yourself with. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing that uh, I've got through too. Because the one thing you do on this kind of a thing here is that you will lose friends. You know, you will lose yep. people, and I don't consider it a loss. That's that's their loss. Um, you know, if they uh, if they're so threatened by me being healthy, that's that's an issue they got to deal with. And uh, yeah, good good luck, good riddance. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I mean, uh, it just goes to prove you can have friends for a day, a week, a month, a, a year, a lifetime. I mean, everybody has different points where they get off your bus. And yeah. that's no rule saying that you can't push somebody off your bus when you need to. Well, that's exactly right, too. I, I let no be known, too, that if people were going to enable me or anything like that, well, I can also cut you out as well. Yep, exactly. So, you know, that that, that works both ways. And, uh, I, I, you know, my health for me to be around, you know, because now I want to be around for a little while longer. Uh, not one bit. No, nope. I don't have you know, and that's uh, you know that's that's a, that's the one thing I noticed too about some of us who were bigger and who had to lose a lot of weight is that we took a lot, we accepted a lot, and uh, yeah, that, that was another switch flipping thing too. Where now, yeah, you don't you don't have to de- you don't have to deal with that, you know, so. Yeah, it's an adjustment for everyone in your life. And um, I also do think there's something to be said for 
people, you know, ignorant people, ignorance isn't always a bad thing. Ignorance isn't a bad thing. Ignorance is lack of knowledge. And I think sometimes you need to bring the people around you up to speed, too. Because I remember yeah. when I, I used to just assume everyone knew what I was doing and, and I told and, and we're just, you know, should adapt to my new ways that I do things. And, and I realized a lot of people didn't, too. So it's always a good thing to try to, like, you know, openly talk to people. You know, if people are sabotaging you or people are, are, are giving you things you shouldn't have or whatever, you know, sometimes the way they show love is through food and you just need to have a, a conversation with them. And if they can't yeah. handle that, then, yeah, don't be around those people. But I always always tell people that. Don't assume that they know what you're doing. Make sure you talk to people also. Well, you know, uh, yeah, exactly. And I've also told somebody this uh, this last year was that, well, you know, if you're not taking accepting this stuff from people, aren't you worried about hurting their feelings? And I said, well, you know, people know what I'm trying to do. Do those people think about my feelings about this? You know, I have I have skin in the game here. They don't. You know, I mean – they know what I'm trying to do here, and they're still trying to do these things. So, you know, like I said, it works both ways. Uh, yeah, and, and like you said, yeah, and, and some of these people, you you do have to talk to them. You do have to let them know. But if they're still not getting it, uh, you know, you can only do so much, too, you know. I, mm-hmm. I know. What, the one thing that happens with me a lot is I, I do get featured on the DDP yoga page every now and then. And uh, where my story gets told, and I get a lot of messages from people, and people are like, "Well, how do you do this and this and this? How do you do that?" And I tell them, and it's like, "Oh, you know, it's, it's like, oh, you, you're actually doing the work, <laughs> you know, you're uh, you're actually watching what you eat, you know, you're not, well, yeah, I, <laughs> it's it's rather, you know." I, I, you know, you want to you want to help people, but they have to realize that they have to help themselves. You can, yep. you can explain things to them. You can, you you know, you can point them in the right direction. But if they're not willing to do it, you can't. You know, you're just going to hurt yourself. In the, you know, you're going to hurt yourself, and you know, by getting too involved with. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm not saying this right, uh, but no, I, get, I, it, I know it, you're. I know what you're getting. Frustrating. At. It can be frustrating. No, you know, you know. I mean, we have all those really cool edited packages that everyone, you know, the crew and, and everyone in the PC put together and they're inspiring and they, they look great. And a lot of people get inspired watching those, but they they don't sweat when you're watching a video. They don't, they don't, yeah. they aren't sore sitting in there getting inspired. You know, it's easy to get inspired yeah. in the chair with your legs kicked up. It's another thing to put that inspiration into action. And yeah. I, I've had people that I that I tell, I said, you know, literally anyone can do DDPY. I'm in a testament to it. Uh, you know, Ken, you're a testament to it. Anyone can do it. Yeah. But I think sometimes they misinterpret anyone can do it to this is easy. And yeah. they, yeah. you know, you, people will say, oh, you said anyone can do it. Like this is like, this is not this isn't just like a walk in the park. And I'm like, no, I didn't say it was easy. I said anyone can do it. But I think once it gets time to the effort, that's where, that's where the put up or shut up, you know, the cream of the crop yeah. type of uh, rises to the top. And I think that's kind of what you were getting at there is people, it's easy to get inspired for a cool video package or, or an ad campaign, but, you know, getting on the mat and putting in the effort, that's another story. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh, you know, because 
yeah, when I when I did that first bed flex, you know, that wasn't easy. <laughs> you know, that was not easy. I mean, to do a deep hole, I mean, I look at it now, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. It's just, it's like almost like second nature now. But boy, that first time I tried doing a deep twist, I couldn't get my leg up there. You know, or trying to do a, a human cannonball, or eh, woof. But you know, but you know, you you practice. To me, I look at is the day before was was a practice session for today. And uh, yeah, and uh, you you just you know, and, and eventually you will get to where you want to go if you just put in even just a little bit of effort. Uh, I mean, my God, the first year of me doing this, I did. I, all I did was the rebuild workout, uh, and it was and it was only bed flex and chair force because I had trouble. Stand, I, and I tried to do a little bit of stand strong in there a little bit. Uh, I would do a little bit off from the diamond dozen. I take like a workout here and there and add that to the chair force. But I lost doing that in my first year, 140 to 160 pounds. And uh, but that, but you know I was doing that like three times a day as well, as as well as watching what I ate. But, you know, if you just even put a little bit of effort into it, you can do this. And, you know, and just try to find ways to deal with the temptations. And uh, uh, the, what, one of the things I found that helped me in dealing with cravings is if I could keep my mind busy, I could get past it. Uh, when I, I, I did the Positively Unstoppable Challenge this year, and one of the things I wanted to do was I wanted to document whenever I would get cravings. And I, I, I documented the worst of the worst of my cravings <laughs> and what I looked like and uh, and how I was dealing with them. And that's one thing I learned is if I kept my mind busy, I could get past the cravings. And uh, you know you you know when 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 you get that when you get that key and when you get that that's almost like unlocking a door to uh, the kingdom right there. You know when you when you can get past that. So. Yeah, you, you got to find what works that's, for you. That's a great, that's a great tip, and that's a great helpful hint. And you know, a lot of those things, you know, when I was at my fattest when I when I was in high school and everything, and you know, I try to diet and I try to eat well, and my I'd be like, Mom, I just want something to eat. I want something sweet, and she'd say, Well, go do something. Get your mind off of it. And that always pissed yeah. me off. I'm like. I wanted a secret code. I wanted, you know, I wanted, I wanted the secret formula that was going to fix me so I didn't have any cravings. But those little hints, like keep yourself busy, go do something, brush your teeth, have an apple, they're there because they, they're actually helpful if you're open to it. And exactly. I, I find sitting here doing nothing, I just think about what's next in the fridge. And you know what? When you're out yeah. doing something or keeping yourself busy – that's not there anymore. It's, it's a helpful hint for a reason. Yes, yes, yeah. That that was a, that was another big part of me dealing with these cravings. Because I tell you, there some of those videos I I made. <laughs> I think I think a couple of them had some pretty colorful language. Because <laughs> um, uh, I yeah I, yeah once I got yeah once I figured it all out, it was it was kind of easy to deal with the cravings. The cravings are a lot less now. I mean, I I still get them. Uh, and if I do eat something, I make sure it's something healthy. Uh, you know, like I will, you know, like if I, if I, got, if I, like I'm craving a pizza, I haven't had a regular pizza in a while now. But if I want a pizza, I'll go to the little place uh, right down the corner here from me and get a cauliflower crust pizza or a gluten-free crust pizza. And it's a, it's a small one too, you know. And that, that that's, 
that's good enough. That'll, that'll get me through a good month or two. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of healthier options out there that are just as good. So yeah, one way to get rid of a, a, a craving for a pizza, if you haven't had a pizza in a long time, go and get a pizza and eat the whole thing and you'll never want a pizza again. I it's so sick feeling. <laughs> True story. Uh, it's the mentality yeah. of like when your mom, when your parents, like back in the day, they used to give you a, cig- a cigarette when you were a kid and you'd swear you'd never have a cigarette ever again. It was horrible. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's great. But, but sorry, yeah. I didn't to interrupt you, Crystal. No, I was just saying, and I mean, I think, you know, this is where, so I came up with a saying a long time ago, and it just, it helps me file a lot of things into my life, and it put, it pinge, it pigeonholes it, sorry, I was tongue-tied, um, and it's, is this a priority or is this an option? And I know when, before I got sick that, you know, I would look at my workouts. Okay. Is I don't really feel like working out, but is this a priority for me or is this an option for me? Well, it was no option. It was a priority. I had to do it. So I did it. And same rules with the food is it a priority that I have this right now or is it an option? Is it good for me? I mean, I think it's really, really important to be able to ask yourself those questions that maybe, you know, you aren't so aware of at the time, but you know, when you pause for the cause and say, okay, do I really need this? Do I really need this? And be strong enough to answer the question. Yes. Yes. That's, that's exactly it. You know, when I, I have friends of mine who will say, you know, well, you know, with, with DDPY, you know, uh, you know, I don't have the time. I'm like, okay, do you have the time to watch a half hour sitcom? You have right. time to watch a 45 minute show. You have time to go to a movie. You have time to do any of that stuff. You got time enough to do a 20 minute energy workout. Yep. That, that's my that's my favorite excuse. It's so it's so full of shit. Excuse me, my language. But I, I mean, I've li- I've literally done it this week. I've said I don't have time for this workout. And meanwhile, I just spent forty minutes looking for something to watch on Netflix, and then not watching anything. It's like the the justifications of what time can be wasted and what time can't is is pretty. It's pretty shady in my life sometimes, and I think everyone else has a tendency to also uh, rationalize time for certain things, but then claim there's no time for others. Yeah, and, and you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I I catch myself trying to do that with myself. You know, like like I, like when I rationalize with cravings, you know, I'll, I'll be like, well, you know, who's gonna know? But you know, of course, I will know. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, but yeah, with the you know, I always I kind of got myself a set time right now uh, where I do my do my DDPY. Uh, no matter what, I do it between two and four. It's got to be done in between those hours. There's, there's no excuse why I can't do it in between those hours. If I can get something done in the morning, or if I can get something done in the evening as well, well, that's more power to me. But I cannot let myself slide. You know, 
and you use the excuse, well, there's not enough time. And, and hell, I mean, if there's, if you're, you know, if, if somebody, you know, even just keeping into the spirit of DDPY, you know, there's like 10 minute workouts that can be done, like a wake up or a bed flex or, you know, yep. just something simple. Like even the, the, uh, one where you do like 10 minute knee droppers and down dogs, you know, help my knees out. <laughs> so there's, yeah, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. That's, that's it. That's all, you know, just to, just to keep in the spirit of being able to, to do it. To keep yeah. the smart move that you do it then too. Yeah. And you can simply ask yourself, like I do this when I go down to the dungeon all the time. I'll just say, okay, what am I worth today? Am I worth a 10-minute workout or am I worth a 45-minute workout or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I'm worth the effort either way. Yeah, definitely. You definitely, and, definitely. And that, that, that's a terrifying thing for those people tied up in the dungeon down there who's prisoner to have you walk in and just say that out of nowhere. I always like to clarify for people listening to this show, because not everyone's a wrestling fan, Crystal does not actually have prisoners in the dungeons. This is no. a, a metaphor for her workout. She's not yes. a human being. <laughs> you, know, you always have to justify that, because not everyone grew up on Bret Hart. They're like, what's the right? in the dungeon downstairs? <laughs> uh, and yes, I have snakes down there, but you know that's another story. Okay, now I'm not so confident denying the story. Like everything's getting. <laughs> but yeah, well, it only took us 50 minutes for me to go off the rails. Um, right. So you know, but we, when we had we had Arthur on, and he's been on the show a bunch of times, and, and he he always says the key to his success over the years has been. Uh, just some kind of structure and consistency. And the fact that you have that window that you shoot for every day, like you get in that routine and that window just becomes that time, you know, just like, you yeah. know, we, when you talk to someone and you say, what's dinner time? Usually most people go between five thirty and seven thirty or whatever. Five. I mean, that's yeah. just burned into the culture. And for you, that time is just burned into your brain as part of your workout time. That's really yes. an important facet. Oh yes, yeah, and, and for me, that's that's when I get my best workouts. Uh, you know, and that, that's the way I look at it. Anyway, I that that's how I feel about it. I mean, I love, I, I you know, in, in the morning I like to get uh, a little stretching done, I get some stretching done, and then you know if I can add something in the evening, you know, if I got a little time in the evening, you know, maybe a little something quick energy or something like that. But yeah, you know, you, you gotta have a, you gotta have a little structure there to to help you out with that. And I, think I don't understand. Oh, sorry, Chris. Sorry. No, I was oh, just going to say, I think one of the greatest lessons we've all learned on this journey is that we've learned to be a little more accepting of ourselves. And we've, we've just, you know, learned how to feel good in our own skin and be our own friends as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of where I turned the corner with myself was when I met Dallas this year uh, down in uh, Wisconsin. That was when I turned mm-hmm. my corner on that, because that the day I went to go see him, I almost chickened out and didn't go. And the only reason I even kind of went was Stephanie Kelly told me she was going to be there, and she was driving a lot farther. <laughs> and she was like, "I'm," I, she goes, "I'm going there to meet you." She said, "So, you know, you better be there." <laughs> so, right. So I did show up, 
and I and I had this worst the worst thoughts in my head about meeting Dallas and thinking, oh, he's gonna look at me and uh, he's gonna think, oh man, look at that. he fell behind and he's you know he's not doing what as good as I thought he was doing or something like that or he just don't like he does in the pictures you know because you know I know Dallas, Dallas comments on my pictures and that you know and he, but when I got to the front of the line to see him, he looked up and all of a sudden he had this big smile on his face. He came around the table and gave me a big hug and told me how proud he was of me. Yep. And that turned the corner uh, on myself right there, hearing that. So. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's that's a big deal. You know, you, yeah. you work this hard. And, and, you know, it's real hard when you slip because you build up in your brain what everyone else is thinking of you. You, you think, yeah. you know. It, it is, and you think, well, I don't want to go because I don't want people to see I've slipped. I've been there before so many times. You you try to yep. you try to shade yourself from from seeing people, and I think that's a weird kind of narcissism that I have. That I think everyone just sits at home wondering, what does Mike look like? Did he look? Did he gain weight? I wonder if I see him. Like they don't think about me, and you know what? Most of the people there think they're not enough or adding up. They're not gonna. They they're insecure about their own shit. And nobody's worried about yeah. your shit because all of us yeah. right, are worried about how we're going to look in person or how we're going to come off in person and nobody's paying attention. But if you don't go, if you didn't go there, there's probably not a, the turnaround. You know, exactly. I, I say I've said this many times when I gained a ton of weight a couple of years ago and I disappeared. The thing that saved me and turned me around is finally coming out and showing people I gained weight. Because that was the burden off my shoulder that allowed me to just say, this is me, this is what happened, and now let's work on it. Instead of hiding it, yeah. let's work on it. And there was yeah. a lot of people in the same boat as me that I worked hard to turn it around with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, when I, when I seen Dallas, I already have, I already lost uh, 69 pounds from just in this year alone. I, you know, I, it was just so, it was, just, it was like you said, you, you get in your own head. You know, and you got these preconceived notions that, you know, that, that you bring upon yourself, you know, and that, that was that. But that was a, that was a really big moment for me right there. You know, I yeah, and you... to have that big smile and then to come out, come out from behind the table. I, I was just starting to move towards, move towards the table when he came around the table and gave me a big hug. I was just, uh... <laughs> oh, that yeah, makes it, was... it worth it right there. Right, yep. and DDPY, it's never been about the size of your ass. It's about getting your head out of it. Exactly. Exactly. There was a loud pop that day. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, um, speaking of heads and asses, I just want to give a shout-out to my friend Josh McAdoo. Uh, what's up, Josh? Oh, good Lord. Um, I can't believe... I can't believe we're already out of time. I just looked over at the clock and realized we're getting pumped off here in about five minutes. So I, I unfortunately got to wrap it up. Seriously, I, usually I keep an eye on the clock, and I'm usually aware of the time, but I just got lost in the conversation, and we're, we're, we're getting ready to be booted. But thank you so much for coming on, man, and, and giving us an update. Ken, it was a pleasure talking to you as usual, and I'd love for you to come back on and give us a third uh, follow-up sometime down the line. We'll, we'll figure it out and see how you're doing and check back in because I think your story – uh, not just the victory, but the long term of it is is pretty interesting because I think you mirror 
with a lot of people deal with in the DDPY community, the ups and downs, the ups and downs, but through it all, you're still fighting. And as long as you're fighting, as long as you're here, there's always a, a chance for, for success always. And uh, you've been I, I, super successful and we appreciate it. I would love to come back. Thank you. Uh, can, I, can I just give a quick shout out uh, to my people for Lucky's yeah, Army, Alloy Radio. For Lucky yeah. Army, Alloy Radio, and my Vibe FM peeps, thank you guys so much for all your support. Uh, you know, Lucky, you know, some of you know she passed away on me, the sheriff. And uh, oh, <laughs> everybody's been really good about that. So I want to thank everybody who's been very supportive with that. Um, so thanks. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so sorry to hear that. And, you know, but... It seems like the genesis of, of, of your redemption started with Lucky, right? Yep, yeah. that was exactly it. Yeah. You got up right wow. it, yep. And that was the whole start. Well, well I, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, man. That That's so heartbreaking. And I always say, like, uh, we, we, the, I love animals more than most humans. But, uh, you know, it, it's a real hard thing. But you guys have a lot of great memories, and, and whenever you tell that story, it always starts with Lucky, so that'll be there forever. Exactly, exactly. But we appreciate you coming on, man, and, uh, you know, good luck to you, and uh, I can't wait to check in with you down the line sometime, and we'll uh, we'll definitely uh, do a round three at some point. But Great, thank you guys so always, much. Thank you, man, so much. Uh, we always uh, finish this up with the Canadian cult master who just went down to the dungeon and she assembled <laughs> all of the greatest submissions from all of the, the writers and quote researchers down at the crystal Stewart, uh, Ontario dungeon. And she's got a pile of them. And I know right now you're going to pick into the pile and find the best quote to send us off into next week. Crystal, I have faith in you. Let's hear it. Thanks. The quote of the week. Okay, so this week's quote is from David Foster Wallace, and the quote is, you'll stop worrying so much about what other people think of you when you realize how seldom they do. That's, that's pretty, pretty spot on, and uh, that kind of yeah. fits with, uh, with uh, a lot going on. A lot of us live inside of our own bubble and our own perception of what other people's perception is, and uh, I think... Break, breaking out of that bubble and, and, do, and just focusing on the, the, the race and focusing on the goal. They always say chase the dream, not the competition. So that's right. Uh, great, great quote today. And uh, we'll be back. Brand new episode next week, DDP Radio Live. Thank you, Crystal. Thank you, Ken. Thank we'll you. talk to you guys soon. A lot of fun. Flew by. I can't believe it's already over. Yeah. But alas, we'll see you guys soon. Uh, as usual, I'm stalling because I'm looking for the outro on the show, <laughs> which I just found. It ain't perfect, folks, but it's DDP Radio. You kicked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The powerbomb set up by Paige. Oh! Into the Diamond Cutter. I don't believe it. Diamond wow. Cutter out of the powerbomb. We're going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.